Get the best odds on all the big games this March. Download the Circa Sports Iowa app today. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Rhodes and recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. Hey everybody, welcome to the Title IX Podcast on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. The entire Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Road and possible thanks to our friends at the Wild Rose Casino and Resort. Hey Lisa, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm good, this is episode 92, she's Elisa Woods, I'm Steph Copley. If you don't know us by now, where the hell have you been? <laughs> welcome. <laughs> also Welcome. <laughs> Also welcome. We uh, need to give our friends at the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State a shout out because they sponsor this pod week in and week out. And we're so grateful that for them. I mentioned this before, but they have a very fun Twitter feed for a school of business. Okay. And I saw this past week, they had a tweet about... Um, it was... A t- it was Intended for students, it says, do you have a business idea or business that you're working on? On February 15th, the College by College pitch off is back and here to help secure funding to push your business idea to the next level. It's like Shark Tank for college. I love it. So that sounds super fun. It does sound super fun. It actually made me think of you. And, you know, if if college you would have been interested in a <laughs> small bakery back then and you could yeah. pitch it. But if that's you, if you're listening, if you're an Iowa State student, whether you're an Ivy um, student or not, check that out. I think it's what a cool idea. Yeah. Hmm, so I, I think we've should... done it before. I think they have. Um, I'd be and curious I'm not... to hear what like won from it. And if it ever took off. I always, yeah. I'm always curious about that in the Shark Tank shows. Occasionally, yeah. you'll see the products in the stores, but not yeah. often. Yeah, it's interesting. The well, I feel potty. like we should... The what? Squatty Potty. Squatty Potty. I don't know about You don't know one. about the Squatty Potty? No. It's literally just like a little, um, a little like bench that you put your feet on while you're pooping, and it puts your like butthole in just the right... Um, angle? Angle to like poop without without like stressing out didn't know didn't know two minutes and 10 seconds into this alisa was going to be talking about buttholes gosh alisa take it easy (laughs) even your enunciation made me uncomfortable I'm sorry. I will call them batols. Thank you. That's much better. It's way less offensive. <laughs> okay, you keep tra- you keep interrupting me when I'm trying sorry, to give sorry. the big news of the podcast, which <gasps> is NASCAR is back, baby. Oh well, I wish I would have interrupted you again. <laughs> <laughs> They had their first exhibition race, their only exhibition race on Sunday. And then the mm-hmm. Daytona 500 comes around the corner in two What weeks. makes it an exhibition? It doesn't like, count. They're not racing it against their own conference or what? <laughs> it's the non-con of the NASCAR yeah. season. They It doesn't count for points. So the playoffs and championship oh. are based on points. Okay. And this, this doesn't have any point implications. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just kind of, you know, 
Yeah, I saw that you want to be the one that says, Driver! Gentlemen, start start your engine! engine. I feel like you could do it. I would, but I wouldn't say gentlemen. I'd say drivers, because there could be a lady driver. Gentle ladies. (laughs) (laughs) Madams. Okay, but seriously, the big news of the week is that it's Super Bowl week. And as we've done in years past, Elisa, I'm going to sprinkle some Super Bowl trivia throughout the episode. Okay. Are you ready? I am. And I've been watching. There's this guy on um, Instagram that I've been watching who um, he like quizzes people on the street about sports knowledge. And oof, the he had like four women on the other day that didn't even know who Jimmy Garoppolo was. And I was like, y'all. But That's they interesting. knew they I don't know if I think they did know who Brock Purdy was. Where were they from? I'm not really sure. Jimmy Garoppolo is a decent looking quarterback, too. So <laughs> right. I feel like if they were going to know anyone, right. it might be one that and I'm stereotyping. But if right. someone doesn't know anything about sports, usually they know the, you know, I like know. the ones they who knew are... Joe Burrow. So I wonder if hmm, I wonder if they're in Louisiana or something. Interesting. All right. Well, now it's my turn to do this to you. OK. First trivia question of the pod. How much does the Lombardi trophy weigh? Way. Oh, okay. Well, I'm thinking about Tom Brady chucking it to Gronk. <laughs> One of my favorite yeah. moments. Ever. And I'm like trying to calculate the trajection and the... The trajection? Yeah. The trajectory? <laughs> yeah. And the trajection and the gradient of the drop and square that. Uh-huh. And I think Multiply around... Multiply it times the... Yeah. Exponential. I'm going to say 64, 64 pounds. You're slightly off. I'm going to say 32 pounds. Seven pounds. What? Which made the toss way less impressive. I know. I know. What? I know. That's okay. what it's. I checked this on a couple of different websites too. But. What? I know. Okay. Okay. But it's not okay. encrusted in, you know, like diamonds, like that silly bowl trophy that was worth like $40 million, seven pounds. What is it made out of? Tin foil? <laughs> it's be- made out of plastic. The damn thing's made out of plastic. It's seven styrofoam. They've it's, like a, it's like the cakes. It's like the wedding cakes that aren't oh actually gosh. cake. They're just styrofoam. Maybe it's fondant. I'm going to weigh my next cake because I think my cakes weigh more than some. I'm <laughs> certain they do. I've carried those cakes. I know. They're heavy. Yeah. So there you go. It blew your mind. Oh, my gosh. That did blow my mind. I know. It blew mine, too. It really did. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. All right. Well, that's it for the pod today. All right. Go state. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about something that neither of us want to talk about. Actually, oh, before we Iowa. do that, <laughs> it's gonna okay, be one of those ahead. nights, huh? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Before go we ahead. talk about the thing we don't want to talk about, I do want to talk about one little shining star. Her name is Audi Crooks. Have you heard of her? Ugh. She had quite she the lo- night on she, Friday. 
she lost her like 30 she had like like maybe it was like 57,000 followers oh, on Twitter that. and she lost her account. Yeah. But I think that she she got the account back but doesn't have the followers anymore because I think that they gave her at least the name back. Well, she's going to her that, that follow count's going to boost right up when she becomes a cyclone. Friday she had 50 points. She shot 76% from the field and she sang the national anthem. Right. Right. For the I forgot that little fact. That just little I want to hear her sing. And you know what? It was like this we oftentimes I think, you know, you put these athletes on this pedestal in our minds. And I started thinking like I was a high school kid who sang the national anthem and I remember when I was a kid. Like she's still a kid. Yeah. I told you. I'm sorry, what? I told you when you I did the Robert told me. Stop a second. Let me tell you this. When I told you when I did the Robert Goulet, I told you I made all state choir twice. I'm a I used to be a good singer. And then I started doing Robert Goulet and ruined my voice. <laughs> and ruined your voice. And the rest is history. <laughs> it's Title IX lore. Steph, yeah. how do we get you to sing it sing it's it not, at a women's game, maybe? No. No, 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 no. Oh. Like, not that good of a singer. Okay. I sang in choirs. Like, Let me pull a few strings. I'm not, I don't sing anymore unless I I'm will, impersonating I will, Robert. I'll sing as Robert Goulet. No, I'll, I will be there at the game. My point and in all of this easy. is she's still a high school kid, but she's yeah. putting up 50 burgers. Like, oh I just, gosh. it's hard for me to put this, like, beast of an athlete in the same category as a her. high schooler. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it was just one of those, Oh my God, she's still a kid moments. And yeah. I'm pumped. I'm so pumped for her and oh what gosh. her future holds. I'm very excited for her to come. She liked one of my tweets. Oh. So well, I've made it. Besties. <laughs> I've made it. Okay. Let's talk about the Iowa state women. This is the piece yeah. we neither of us wanted to talk about. They're yeah. in a little bit of a skid right now. They lost at K state last week and then Baylor at home. And mm. Lisa, I'm going to be honest with you. I am a little concerned. And if you've been listening to the last few episodes of the pod, you've heard our concern growing. It really started pre Stephanie Suarez getting injured. Just we, we didn't feel like things were quite clicking, but that was understandable. She's brand new piece of a very important piece of this puzzle, but then she gets hurt and you know what? You have to reconfigure everything. So I think you and I gave them some a grace period, I would say, to kind of get things in check and reconfigure the offense. And to be honest with you, nothing has really changed since yeah. she went out. And the words that come to my mind when I think of the offense right now are stagnant and stale. Yep. And if you know us, you know we love this program. So it legitimately hurts me to be critical of them or the staff. Like, it hurts. But... Yeah. If the men were struggling like this on offense and doing what the women are doing, I'd be pissed and I'd be critical. And so I think the fair thing to do is to to be critical. Yeah. And I just I don't know what's going on. I think that like the one of the more glaring things that I saw in the Baylor game was that Nye was having a night. Oh, and then she had a all hell of a, a sudden. Night. And then all of a sudden 
she's not getting any plays yeah and it's like i told you this the other day like i was looking at like iowa's box score and how caitlin scores a bajillion points (laughs) and then maybe one other person scores in double digits and then everyone else is like three or four so it's like that that extent is not like sustainable even for her like she can't win every game by herself like they it's there needs to be some like sharing a little bit and then i look at ours and like ashley will be in the 20s but it's like or 30s or and then everyone else is kind of like 12 or 13 and and i was like kind of proud of that and then i watched that baylor game and i was like do we share the ball like to our detriment instead of like like leaning on that hot hand Mm -hmm. and i think that like Ashley tries to win these games by herself when it's like, Nye could have helped you win that game. You have to look for her. And I think that like, I, I don't know Ashley's like assist stats, but I would love to see them double. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't think that she, I, I think that her first, her first instinct is score. Yes. Which is fine. But I think that's like her first, second, and third instinct. She had, and I looked at her assist. She's averaging 1.9 assists per game. So now triple. she's not a guard. So we right. got to give her, however, the offense goes through her essentially every play. And a lot of times, what happens, particularly when we're down or when we get in a bind, what happens is the ball comes to her down in the post and she forces something up. To give her credit, she makes a lot of circus shots, things yeah. that go in where I'm like, how did she possibly do that? But a lot of times she gets stuffed or yeah. knocked to the floor. And you're right. When you have a hot hand like Nye or maybe a, you know, Danae or maybe a different game, it's Emily, whoever it might be, that's got to be the play. Right. And it feels like Ashley was getting that call early on when she falls to the floor, but it it almost feels like these refs are saying like, Oh, she's flopping Yeah, when it's like some, like she's not necessarily flopping to flop. It's just like, she just doesn't get her feet back under her after she goes up. Yeah. She goes down a lot. She goes down a lot. And she like, there's physical play down there in the post and she has the ball a lot. And so it makes sense. And she's often outsized down low. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, and I think like her best, her best play isn't necessarily the posting up. I agree. Starting from, you know, the top of the key, it's the starting from, you know, the high post, something like that, like moving off a screen. And we've seen her, her three point shot has developed significantly since last year. And it, I wish, I wish we could use her in a different way. Yeah. And I, it feels like our half court offense is stuck. There's a yeah. lot of Emily Ryan dribbling around a lot. Yeah. It looks outdated. I'm, you know, the way she, um, she's being coached to do this. I think the way she, backs she dribbles kind of like backwards like butt first into the defense that's stuff that man we were doing in high school and i think that's stuff that worked before really high level guard play but the game has evolved in the last 10 15 years and you have guards like emily ryan and lexi denarski who are way more skilled than that and this dribbling and stopping and then just kind of standing around 
it's not working. And yeah. it might work when we're shooting lights out from three, but we're not. We yeah. went eight of 22 against K-State, four of 12 against Baylor. We're shooting 32% on the season, which isn't horrific. But when you're living and dying on that, that's not going to do it. Right. And it's like when Ashley gets that ball down low and it sucks in that defense and yeah. she puts it on the ground. Yeah. Like there's just hands down there. Yeah. But it's like, and it's not, it's not the person who's guarding you's hands. It's someone else's hands and that, that somebody else needs to move and needs right. to move to a different location and, and be open for that in and out pass. Yeah. And that's just not happening. And that's how, like, that's how you spread the floor a little bit. You do that in and out pass a couple times. And then all of a sudden those guards who are guarding our guards, um, don't want to come down and, and guard Ashley because it's like, well, I'd rather give up the two to Ashley than the three to Lexi, you know? So I like you have to spread out the floor a little bit. There has to be more passing, less dribbling, less dribbling and more off the ball movement. There is. I mean, if you watch the our half court offense, they are it's standing. I'm not exaggerating. We have perimeter players standing um, when when they're not with the ball in their hands. And it's just it's stagnant. And there was a. There was a play during the uh, the men's game against Kansas that's kind of going on around on Twitter where there was this insane ball movement. It was fast. And I just kept thinking, if we could do... It doesn't even need to be that complicated. Just right. you got to get some movement going. Right. I think just like in the, in the post, in like low block, there's no reason to bounce the ball more than twice at all and like because you're not going anywhere if you're bouncing the ball if you're dribbling and you're not moving anywhere what like what are you doing except setting yourself up for a turnover right right and you know we don't have a true a true big that was the downfall last year obviously that's the downfall this year yeah and you get ashley down there you get nye down there less so this year you get morgan Morgan Kane down there i don't know where izzy is I, I don't yeah. know. She hasn't played she, in two games. but yeah. and, she, and I get it, but she's at least a, a place. She's a decoy for a little bit. Like, yeah. just, it's just... A, she, yeah. The game where she had a lot of points, she was she kind of just started, like, throwing. And this is how I played. You just start, like, throwing hook shots up. Yeah. It's just, like, throwing it up and hoping it goes in. And she got lucky, and a lot of them went in. But, like, she needs to work on her square up turn around work yeah like yeah even even that like in and out but she's not looking she's looking at the ground you know at the basket you have to in the post you have to be able to see the floor and i think that that's where like everyone is so thirsty for that steel down there that's why and we're so good at three pointers yeah but that's my thing is i don't know that we are i don't know that we are and i and if we're going to continue this, if that's going to be our offense, this in and out, which maybe that's the best we can do, then we have to start shooting threes better. Right. Or if we're going to continue to shoot at an, a decent clip, we also have to figure out a way to get some movement so you can steal an easy bucket here and there. Yeah. Because that's right now it's, it's three pointers. Right. And I, I mean, it's, it's okay. Some nights it's not going to be okay every night. And right. I don't know. I just think there's a way we have enough talent on this team that we shouldn't have to rely on Ashley forcing stuff down low or shooting threes after we 
dribble the shot clock down to 10 seconds. There is yeah. something in the middle there. There is. I just, and you know, like clearly coach Fennelly is a, <laughs> he's, he's a legend at Iowa state, but the offense of years past doesn't quite fit this squad for whatever reason. Right. I think stagnant is a good word mm-hmm. because it's like, we have the talent for sure. Like we have the attitude. We, I don't even know if we have the attitude though. I, the There's no is, alpha, I, but There's I think no. that it's there. I think that like, is it just and waiting I think, to be broken. Open, I would like I mean? to see Danae get there at some point but that's gonna take for Danae to step up and be that person is gonna take some people leaving you're probably right to happen in the next two years it's interesting Lisa that's a great point because we've seen Danae with a little bit of trash talk a couple of times and I'm like hell yeah we need more of that attitude now Nye showed a little bit of it against Baylor she was pumping her fist she was shit you know she was we need more of that. Yeah. So much more of that. We need yeah. less of the we've I feel like a broken record. We say this every every other week when we do the pod. We need the alpha. And we need someone to step up and say, no more stagnant, no more regression. We are moving forward. We are growing and we're on the up and up. Yeah. And I don't know who that's going to be, unfortunately. This is the, this is the team of, of, that came in as freshmen, and we were so excited yeah. Yeah. about this group of freshmen. Yeah. And I wonder if that was a detriment. I wonder if not having somebody to show them how to be the, the, the alpha, that leader, I wonder if that hurt us. Maybe. But there's no, I mean, Ashley's never been that emotional leader. You know, she's very well, she's measured, she's well controlled. And I, at this point, I don't anticipate seeing that from her all of a sudden. I see flashes of it from Danae. She's young though. I mean, she's super young on the squad. I see flashes of it from Nye. I just don't think Nye's quite consistent enough yet. Um, It really needs to come from Emily and uh, Lexi, I think. Okay. But. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, they're floor leaders, so yeah. they need to be emotional leaders too. And they, can, I, I feel like, like we know you and I know that they could do that. Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm saying is like that we have, we have the ability. It just needs it's just to come happening. out. Yeah. Which it's is, good. it's not that easy. Like there's so many, there's so many things that like, I'm like, I, I need to be doing this. I just don't like, I have the ability to do it. I'm just, choosing like it's not even that i'm choosing it's just not oozing out of my pores it's just not happening my body's just not functioning in that way yeah and i it it, it's interesting with this women's program people don't want to be critical because of all of the great success and the tradition and the history and i get it it's hard for me to be critical too but i think with the expectations of this team now things change a little bit after stephanie went down i don't I'm not denying that at all, but I think at this point it's fair to be critical. And I feel like I have to say this because this is the world we live in. That's not to say I'm not appreciative of everything that this squad does of who they are of the staff. That's not it at all. I just, I, I'm a little bit disappointed thus far. Honestly, like they may be one of my favorite teams. Yeah. Which is crazy. I I know. From a personnel standpoint, yeah. like they're fantastic and they're yeah. good humans on top of yeah. it all. And that's one thing this program always does is they make us love them. Like they're easy to love, but yeah. So yeah. let me, let me pose this then. Is that, is that okay to not 
Is that okay to have a disappointing season when we absolutely love these girls? Is, is it that okay? acceptable? As sports yeah. fans, is that I mean, acceptable? Think of it as your kids. You still love them even though you're disappointed in them sometimes. Yeah. It's acceptable, but I mean, in sports, it's a, at some point, something's good. Now, this is, I'm not suggesting this is a pattern necessarily, but if we go five seasons where expectations are high and we're still underachieving, then yeah, that's a problem. Okay. But I don't know. I was disappointed with how last season ended. I don't know that it was an underachievement necessarily. Yeah. If we go out in the round of 32 this year, that's an underachievement. Right. Here's another thing, though. What's more important, how we do in the NCAA tournament or how we do during the season as a whole? I think both. Okay. Um, Yeah, I think both. Okay. So we'll see. Right now, if if one of those, if one of the two falters, then it's a disappointment. No, I think they go. I think you have to measure them both. So, for example, if we had a really disappointing, if we ended up, you know, losing half of the the remaining conference games, I'd be disappointed. But if we go make the Elite Eight, I'm going to say, okay, you know, that was a bummer of a regular season, but I think a successful postseason. Yeah, I think I think that all weighs into it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a difficult that's, you know, that's a difficult decision or things that the administration has to consider, but yeah. long way that's away why, from now. That's why I ask you. So you don't ask me first. <laughs> <laughs> I think people remember how a team finishes in March yeah. more because that's where the trophy lies. Yeah. But as you know, as diehard fans, the ride is part of the fun. So if yeah. it's brutal, then yeah, it's, it's more disappointing. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. Um, but right now, it just kind of feels a little icky. I I feel you. All right. I have more trivia for you. Okay. According to Wallet Tub, what is the average cost, or what was the average cost of a ticket to the Super Bowl over the past five seasons? If you're within five hundred dollars, I'll give you the win. Um, I would say over the average over the past five seasons, thirty four hundred. Dang it, sixty three. Yeah, sixty three hundred. Which is just asinine. Like, what are we doing? I thought I heard that it was fifty something this year. The average. 50 grand? No, or five, or five, or five. It was 5,000 5, and change. Yeah. That would make sense. I mean, the, this is the. Maybe it was higher last year or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of the money. The year after COVID, probably a little yes. higher. Yes. Okay. We'll keep going with more trivia as we okay. go. I want to get back to women's basketball, not Iowa State. Uh, yesterday afternoon, we had a great matchup between number one, South Carolina, and number five, UConn. It was a highlight game on Fox. It was awesome to see it uh, broadcast there. South Carolina pulled out the victory 81 to 77, but I had a lot of thoughts that were spawned from this game. So UConn was within striking distance with four minutes left of the game. They were down 65 to 59. They have the ball. It's their offensive possession. And out of nowhere, Gino throws a water bottle onto the court during the play. And the, the official looks at him like, are you, you serious? And he, and he gets teed up. And not only does uh, South Carolina go and convert both free throws, but they score on their possession. 
So it bumps the lead up to 10 with four minutes left. And I will go to my grave saying he lost them that game in that moment. Yeah. Not only was a point sh- it a point shift, but he totally the momentum of the bench, it, their mood just went like like total deflated. I heard him on uh, I heard him in his post game yeah um, interview saying like you should see her and the bruises she has on her body. He's like I kept my mouth shut the whole game, but like she was being abused the whole game and nobody said anything. Like nobody did anything about it. And I kind of I like watched the play real close and it's just like her trying to fight like. Alisa, I watched the play and I was like, what are you talking about, Gina? It, it was a like, physical game, yeah. but that particular play, it came out of nowhere. I know. It was it, interesting. And it was just kind of like somebody trying to fight over a screen. It wasn't necessarily There's nothing dirty like about super it. Super egregious. Yeah. And the, the and I know this doesn't necessarily tell the whole story, but it was an evenly officiated game. So it was kind of like I don't know. It was weird. He threw yeah. a hissy fit for sure. And then you have Don Staley on the other end, who is just swag through yeah. and through. What a badass. She's wearing her Philadelphia Eagles hoodie of because course. she's from Philly. And I was just thinking about you've got Gino, who's kind of the old guard. And mm-hmm. then you've got Don, who is continually pushing the envelope and, you know, for progressing women's sports and, and women's equality. And not only is she a, an ally that way, but she's a brand in herself yeah. and yeah. she's constantly figuring out a way to promote women and promote herself at the same time. And I just, I think she's yeah. great. Me too. Leah Boston should not be the player of the year this year. Yeah. She had 26 points yesterday, 11 rebounds, really solid game. But I went back to her stats. She's averaging 13.5 points a game, 10 rebounds. It's fine. Like, it's fine. But she's only in the conversation because of last year and who she plays for. She's not, I don't know. I mean, averaging a double-double. Yeah. But you then have Caitlin Clark, who's averaging 27 and a half points a game, eight rebounds, and more than eight assists. Yeah. And I just don't think there's a conversation. And I will eat crow here because I thought at the beginning of the season, I was not super impressed with Caitlin Clark. I thought she had regressed a little bit. I thought she was forcing stuff. She was throwing up just a shit ton of shots. Her passing wasn't crisp, but she has turned it around. She still takes a lot of shots, but she's shooting like 50%. That eight assists um, per game is second in the country. Over the weekend, she had her ninth career triple-double. I don't know. I don't know how she's not the player of the year. I'm going to have to, like... I'm going to have to give this one to you because I don't watch her play. I have You should watch her play. Right now... I have no interest in watching Iowa play. Like, less than no interest. Here's the thing, though. Like... If they weren't Iowa, you would. They are cruising, and you would have fun watching them if they. But weren't that's Iowa. the thing is, if if they weren't Iowa, like I guess I'm is. able to step. I appreciate it. I do. Yeah. I just love women's basketball so much that when they're on, I'm like, oh hell yeah! And my like my girls hate Iowa, hate Iowa, and they'll watch it too. Yeah, and it's, well, maybe you're a better women's basketball fan than <laughs> I am because I just bleeping hate Iowa, and I want I I don't even want to see their colors on the TV. Like I get it, and I really don't even want to be that good of friends with people who are Iowa fans. I have like two friends that are Iowa fans, and I'm always just like, ugh, how? Yeah, how did how did Iowa spawn you? I don't understand because you're good people, but Iowa, ugh. 
I, I just have it. no interest in it. And I think that their fans are rude and I just don't like them. So I'm not going to watch Caitlin Clark and I don't care. I'm not going to go to Wolves game because Luca and um, what's his face? J-Bo are playing. I have like, I love the Wolves. I love, I, I would love to go and take my daughter to a Wolves game. I don't want to hear about Luca and J-Bo. I just don't. <laughs> Like they make me like, that's fine. I, I appreciate all of this, but I just, I said it last year. I thought Aaliyah Boston deserved it over Caitlin. I really did. And I thought that there was a very good case why Aaliyah Boston deserved it this year. I think it is entirely flipped. I think there's no question about it. And I don't know how Aaliyah Boston is still in the conversation because Caitlin Clark is freaking cruising. Monica Sonano is cruising. They have a huge game against Indiana, number four, Indiana. I think I was at number five this week. That's on Thursday. So I just think that they could be, they could make a serious run in the postseason, the tournament. Mm-hmm. And well, I don't Creighton know. You could beat them. <laughs> Creighton is the thorn in all of our sides. Creighton could hold Caitlin to 15 and beat them. So could be. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Maybe. Next trivia. Why does the NFL use Roman numerals to identify the Super Bowl? Because it it because it shows up in the phone book before the numbers. Doesn't don't you don't think letters show up? Because it probably it probably has to do with like like internet SEO, you know? Mm, no, sure. that's what they decided. This when is it why, was weirdly pre-internet. One. Weirdly, yeah. the <laughs> former owner of the Kansas City Chiefs, Lamar Hunt, came up with the idea because NFL officials wanted to avoid confusion, given that the actual championship game is played the year after the corresponding football season. So it's not going to be Super Bowl 2023 because ah. that corresponds. With, yeah, yeah. Which makes sense, but no one yeah. knows how to do Roman numerals anymore. So yeah. I feel like the, yeah, I'm just, why don't we just call it Super Bowl 71, 72? I overheard somebody explaining a basketball season as like the, the 21, 22 season. Mm-hmm. And somebody who doesn't watch basketball was like, well, which was it? The 21 <laughs> or 22? And they're like, no, it was the, the 21, 22 season. It does get confusing to be yeah. fair. Yeah. All right. Well, the more, you know, <laughs> that's good. I like that one. All right, let's take a quick break. But before we do, I want to give a shout out to our friend Hope Wood. I actually saw Hope at the Wood, Hope, Hope Wood at the We Will event last week. And she reminded me that she's been advertising with us for about a year. So Hope, we are glad oh. to still have you here. We hope you stay with us. Hope does the Will in a Day program. You can find it at hopewoodjd.com. It's super easy, super efficient, takes less than an afternoon. And if you use the promotion Fanatic, you'll get $50 off the Will in a Day program at hopewoodjd.com. We are brought to you by Authentic Brand. Authentic Brand is more than just your source for official cyclone gear. With an amazing team of designers, Authentic Brand can custom manufacture polo shirts, jackets, caps, bags, and beyond for your team or small business. Check them out online at authentic-brand.com. Look authentic, feel authentic, be authentic. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, Elisa, 
for the second half of the pod. More trivia! Yay! Teams get around 150 Super Bowl rings. What is the rough cost for a total set of 150 rings? Hint, it's oh, wow. more than seven pounds. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm just messing with you. It's the I'm asking for the cost of 150 Super Bowl you, rings. You confused me there. Okay, the cost of how many? Let me do some math. 150. Oh. 150 times how much do I think that a Super Bowl ring is worth? Oh, that's a lot of diamonds. How many diamonds are is it is it always encrusted with diamonds or are they crystals? I assume they're diamonds. Okay. I'm gonna say oh that's I got to wear one once thanks to my friend Brad at the Chiefs. Did you? Yeah. Okay. It's about I'm the size say of the girl's hand. 1.8 million. Am I way over or way under? Way under. Wow. 3.6 million? Five million dollars. Wow. So okay, so then five zero 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 divided by hundred and fifty. So there are $33,333.33 each. I think those are real diamonds. <gasps> yeah. yeah. That's that's a, a car. I mean, yeah, that's a good chunk that's of a yearly salary for a lot of people. Four of my cars. <laughs> <laughs> Probably more than four of my cars. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Sports, am I right? How many macarons would I have to sell? A couple. Do you see Cyclone Tennis? Yeah. Okay. You told me that they're on a roll. I they are on it. a record-breaking roll. Okay. So January 28th, they go to this tournament. They beat number 18 UCLA. That was, at the time, the highest-ranked win in program history. The next day, <laughs> they go out and beat number 10, 10 Miami, which marked the uh, obviously back-to-back -back wins against top 20 ranked opponents. So we go from number 24 in the country to number 14 right after those wins, which is our highest ranking in school history. And on top of that, we punched our ticket to the ITA national team indoor championships, which are later this week. So that program has turned it around. One of the it. one of those programs that was just kind of there and very yeah. unsuccessful to suddenly number 14 in the country for indoor tennis. Yeah, that's so cool. I wish I I mean, you, I feel like you are the tennis, the tennis girl between the two of us. It's, I, I do like professional tennis. Yeah, I right. That's what I mean. I just professional tennis. Yeah, I have never it was not ever something that I paid attention to. But man, this is going to give me a reason yeah. to pay attention to it. The yeah, Australian so, Open was on not too long ago and it was throwing me off because the games were like nighttime, nighttime, but it was daytime there. Right. I was like, whoa. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I heard that they're in the future <laughs> in Australia. I mean, kind of. Wish they could have warned us about a couple things, but whatever. So if you're not paying attention to Cyclone Tennis, now is the time. Hop on that bandwagon. And how would be the best way for us to? Like how uh, do you on their honestly, Twitter? Yeah, their Twitter's really good. Yeah. Um, and they do a good job of posting these records, but also 
making it very user-friendly for someone like me who doesn't really understand the format of a lot of these tournaments. So they do a, their social media team does a great job, a really great job. Yeah. Speaking of social media teams, that was an amazing transition that you didn't even mean to do. (laughs) According to Skull Sports, which compiles and shares college athletic social media analytics, Iowa State generated the eighth largest increase in interactions on the official team social accounts for volleyball in 2022. Oh, excellent. So that includes Instagram, uh, Twitter, and Facebook. They netted an additional 66,000 impressions compared to the year prior. And this is crazy to me. I was like, all right, 66,000. That's a lot. Texas netted 1.7 million additional impressions. Wow. Purdue was just behind them with 1.6. But I mean, it kind of makes sense. Purdue, sorry, Texas is your national champion. They're kind of the brand when it comes to college volleyball at this point. But it matters right now. Wisconsin isn't in there? Um, Let me look. Wisconsin won it two years ago, I think. Yeah. But this this was just net. Um, Increase from the year prior. So one, oh, two, three were so Texas, maybe Purdue, and Georgia. Steady. Yeah, yes. Okay. Uh, sorry, Georgia Tech. Okay. So it's just proof that that social media team stuff really matters. Yeah. Um, and it's funny you mentioned how can we pay attention to cycling tennis? I think their Twitter <laughs> is probably the best place to do it right now. So pay attention. Yeah. I figured. I just wanted to give that little plug. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Trivia time. Boom, boom, boom. How much was Beyonce? Beyonce. How much was Beyonce? How much was Beyonce, Queen B, paid for her 2013 Super Bowl halftime appearance? Aren't they not paid? You got it. That was a trick question. (laughs) I'm like, wait a minute. The NFL does not pay an appearance fee. However, they do cover all expenses related to the performance, like security, Mm -hmm. stage, lighting, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Nice, Elisa. Because I had heard that that's why Rihanna turned it down a while back. Oh, but she's this year, right? Yes. I think it was the year that Katy Perry ended up doing it. I want to say that. I want to say that this could all be not true at all. (laughs) (laughs) But I thought that Rihanna was like, oh, y'all not going to pay me? No, thanks. That Katy Perry one was bad. Yeah. Oh. A stupid shark. <laughs> left um, shark. Left, left shark. shark. Right. So over the weekend, <laughs> I was perusing Twitter and I saw a clip of Suni Lee doing her amazing <gasps> yeah, bar. Perfect 10. Yeah, she got a perfect 10. And I just started thinking, there's she got not two really perfect 10s. Did she really? I just saw her yeah. being one. Why the hell yeah. is collegiate gymnastics not on t- TV more often? Because these clips go viral, viral, and they're amazing performances so this is, in sold this out is arenas. Like the first year, right? So this is okay. Sit down. Sitting. So this is the first year that I think that um, Olympic athletes can do co- collegiate gymnastics. Am I correct? Because of the NIL deals. Well, I know that some of the national team members went back to college after their Olympic careers, but I don't did know gymnastics in college. Yes. But I don't know if it and goes competed? both ways. Yes. But, but that means they would have had to keep their um, amateur status. So they couldn't have been getting deals along the way. 
Yeah. Because this is the first year that I've seen like SUNY and a couple other of the gymnasts have like come back to gymnastics to like or to college to do it. So anyway, so like many moons ago, there was many- a whole thing with UCLA many moons yeah. ago. And we've talked about this on the podcast before, but there was a UCL UCLA gymnast who like went insanely viral, mm-hmm. like insanely viral for her floor routine and was compensated nothing. nothing. Right. And she um when she graduated, she like wrote a book of poems or something. And so then she started talking about like NIL to sort of like get back into the um into the news, you know, so she mm-hmm. could sell her book of poems and stuff. But um she was one of the first that I heard, like uh athletes that I heard saying like like the they're not just making money off of ticket sales. They're making money off of like like YouTube and stuff like that. Likes and impressions. Yeah. yeah. Because at 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 the time that she was there, even if she would post it to YouTube, she couldn't monetize her YouTube. Yes. Right. Right. And so now at this point, it's like SUNY could, I'm sure SUNY has a a YouTube that she monetizes. Right. So it would be, I think that it would be beneficial for um, Auburn. She's at Auburn, right? For Auburn to like, basically like retweet her basically to try and like get her more views and stuff. But I, I don't know. It's interesting because that's one of those Olympic sports that when it's on during the Olympics, I mean, everyone's paying attention. Everybody knows. Yeah. And college gymnastics is so fun, particularly those, those marquee programs. Yeah. It's interesting. It should be on more. Yesterday, my girls after the South Carolina um, UConn game bowling, was on Fox bowling and they sat and they watched it. And I just was like, why are we watching bolt? Nothing against you bowlers out there, <laughs> but there you have these incredible gymnastics meets that should be on TV. That's, yeah. that's the bottom line. Speaking of, and I will you, say oh, like, go ahead. Oh, I'll say like the floor routines go Sunni's like main thing is bars. Mm-hmm. So maybe bars won't go quite as viral, but I would still, I would but this watch one it. Did. I mean, the one she did, the perfect yeah. 10 one did. Yeah, exactly. That's true. Iowa State took first place in the Texans women's try meet over the weekend. But the real headline here is that they will be in Hilton Coliseum on Sunday for the Beauty and the Beast collaboration with Iowa State Wrestling. That's a really cool event. Nice. Check it out. Take your kiddos do it nice um i have a little notey note do you want to hear it i would love to hear it the ncaa d1 swimming championship tickets for both the men's and the women's events sold out hey where is it do you know less in less than five minutes are you serious yep yep they went on sale to the public on january 24th um Men's tickets apparently became available earlier on Tuesday, January 31st and sold out in less than five minutes. Both of them sold out in less than five minutes. Wow. I would not have expected that. I know. I know. I don't know where this doesn't say where it is, but Hmm. isn't that pretty cool? It is cool. Unexpected. Love to see it. Um, Just a reminder that the She Believes Cup 
for um, women's soccer. The U.S. women's national team is next week. USA plays Canada on February 16th, Japan on the 19th, and Brazil on the 22nd. Every game this year of the She Believes Cup is on HBO Max, not just the U.S., every game. But the U.S. versus Japan and the U.S. versus Brazil are also going to be on TNT if you don't get HBO Max. So some high-level soccer right around the corner. And in two days, on the 8th, the uh, National Women's Soccer League schedule is finally getting released. So we can see when our 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 current play, Elisa. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of soccer, the women's FIFA World Cup opener has been moved to a eighty three thousand five hundred capacity stadium to meet a high ticket demand. No big deal. No biggie. No biggie. It's uh, Australia's women's World Cup opener against Ireland pretty great they were in like a forty-two thousand five hundred seat stadium um but they had to move it because the Isn't demand that, was too high i think it's ireland's first appearance yeah it's pretty great <laughs> it's a exponential growth right now insanity um unrelated to anything for women's sports yeah why is Tom Brady posting semi-nude fi- pictures of himself on a Monday morning? I didn't. There's, I didn't. I didn't say that. I wanted that because I can promise. I don't. I don't. I didn't consent to that on my timeline. I was just drinking my coffee, and then what the hell? What is he doing? That's some. That's some Wednesday afternoon shit right there. <laughs> Shoot. Let me put in the. <laughs> Okay, Jared, I'm so sorry. I swore at 47.45-ish. My bad. Blame Tom Brady. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I don't... That's a hump day thing. He should have waited. It's a no day. Look, I have... I just want... I want Tom Brady out of every I've had yeah. my Tom Brady quota. I, yeah. You know what? Here's it's the thing. Full. It was full a while ago. He kind of redempt. He was redemption tour when he threw the, the trophy to Gronk. Like you already yeah. referenced. I was like, okay, this is a looser and more fun Tom. I think yeah. I can get behind this Tom. And then he tanked no. it. Yeah. And he went into crabby midlife crisis Tom yes. who now is showing us basically naked pictures that we don't want to see. Like, I don't and want I, it. Why? I may be in the minority, but I don't really want him to replace Greg Olson. You are not in the minority. That is a widely held feeling. And I feel very strongly in agreement with you. He's going to be boring as hell. He's going to be so boring. And Greg Olson does a good job. Guys, let's all sit down and think about this. Think about Tony Romo. I used to like Tony a lot and then things got weird. And now he's just right. think about weird. Oh man. He threw it far. Like what? Think about the people that you guys don't like. Think about Chris Collinsworth. Think about Joe Buck. I like Joe Buck, but I know that's not normal. Guys, he's going to be so bad. He's going to be so boring. So boring. Tom Brady is boring. 
He's Guys, always been boring. He's the man has never, he has never had a Cheeto puff in his okay, that's not true. Maybe when he was in college. I've seen I've seen his his He hasn't combine. had a Cheeto puff in the last ten years. He is in the last maybe more. He I bet he hasn't maybe had in the last twenty. We know years. he had some tequila in that Hello. celebration. He ate the worm, that's for sure. I just, it was weird. I was very uncomfortable. I didn't want it. I don't no. I just get him. I need him to be gone. I don't want him to be in the booth. I just no. need a break. I need a Brady break. Yeah. Sorry. I just had to get that out. Here Which city has hosted the most Super Bowls? Arizona. Wait, that's, that's not a, a city. <laughs> Phoenix. Dallas, My, Miami, uh, Miami, Miami, 11 with 11. The city. What is Miami? The city of vices, which city will host in 2024? Dale. Um, that was, <laughs> you just went, <laughs> that's my impression of, what's the, oh gosh, what's his name with the bald head? There's somebody screaming at me. What are you talking about? There's Pitbull. a lot of, Pitbull. Isn't he from oh, Mr. Mr. Worldwide? Yeah, he's from Miami. Yeah. Anyways, that was my impression of him. What was your question? What did Can you, you do the impression time? again? Dale. <laughs> <laughs> my computer is going to die. Steph. Okay, I'll go fast. Which city okay. hosts in 2024? The Super Bowl. 2024, Atlanta. Las Vegas. Name one of the four teams that has never played in a Super Bowl. The Jets. No, the, the Lions. The, oh. The um oh gosh. The Washington football team. What are they called now? The commanders? The commanders. <laughs> no. No? The Lions. Well, you're gonna say the Lions. The Browns, the Texans, and the Jags. Mm. What is your prediction for this year's Super Bowl? Mm. I think the Eagles will win by three. I had the Chiefs winning by three. Oh, wow. Yeah. 2017 is my prediction. Chiefs win. Oh, I think it's going to be like 23, 26. Okay. Do you have any food plans? Um, I would like to make a stadium out of um, empty um, cereal and soda boxes, but we, <laughs> we don't eat very much cereal and we don't drink soda. So I guess I ran out of time to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so no i don't have any food plans i'm gonna my only food plan as of now is to make football shaped whoopie pies because that's what oh, i made cute. when the chiefs won last time and that's mm. what started this whole shindig at our house with the chiefs so that's fun okay anything else no, I don't have anything else. Okay, I just want to say <laughs> one quick thing. <laughs> uh, one quick <laughs> <laughs> One quick thing. I'm gonna, hold on, I'm going to send you an Instagram. Okay, go ahead. Okay, one quick thank you to everyone who attended and contributed to the We Will event last week. It was a huge success and I'm really proud of everyone for contributing to something that is here to stay because like it or not, NIL ain't going anywhere. So... Thanks to everybody and the Cyclone fans for always stepping up and being amazing. And shout out to Steph and then friend of the pod, Brooke, for doing such a good hey, job. Thanks. It'll be the first of many and Elisa will get you to one of them soon. 
someday Arnold someday. had to work late. When I'm da, da, da. Oh, I heard a little false, a little falsetto, falsetto in there. Wait, what's the thing when you go vibrato? I heard a little vibrato in there. Vibrato. All right, this is going off the rails. Yeah, my computer is gonna die. Okay, go cyclones. So stay.